The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. And welcome to yet another hour of radio's finest hour of power. It's Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel in life. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are delighted to be your personal growth success coaches here on the airwaves with you every week. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams through great books and media because we are a show about following your heart, doing what you love, bubbling with enthusiasm and inspiration and motivation and tools for daily living. And yes, we do call it Champagne for the Spirit. We have a <laughs> mega great show for you today in our Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew uh, coming right up. Heather and I are going to be talking about remedies for jet lag. For those of you who do a lot of traveling, this will be an informative second segment. And then in the next one, international bestseller and number one New York Times bestselling author of 26 books and many, many movies, Barbara Taylor Bradford joins us. Her 26th book is Playing the Game, and you are going to love it. And in segment three, star of the new film and co-author of Tapping the Source, Bill Gladstone will be back with us to share his Charles Hanel method of abundance and happiness uh, with the book Tapping the Source. He was with us once before with his book, the 12. So a great show for you. The Miracle Moment brought to you by the Carmody Collection, Handmade Handbags, with vintage bangles and beads. And what do you get when you mix positive karma with happy harmony? Well, it's harmony, of course. <laughs> so to order your one-of-a-kind creation, call 925-785-7827 or visit CarmonyCollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. This is by Isaac Newton. All questions lead to divine knowing. Now, we also have a quick reminder about our 7th Annual Essay Contest. Uh, submissions have become, uh, are coming in now. It's sponsored by U.S. Bank. You can win dollars, a slot on this radio show, 
books, and more. So for more information about the essay contest, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org, BeTheStarYouAre.org. And the topic is very pertinent, especially for today's show, How Do We Create More Happiness and Abundance in Our Lives Through Service to Others? So get your essay running. It's only got to be 300 words. BeTheStarYouAre.org. All righty. Well, what is jet lag? In simple terms, jet lag is the disruption of your body's internal clock, your circadian rhythm. The clock that sets your sleeping and waking times is very complex and sensitive. And when you fly east or west, it doesn't really matter because you're crossing a time zone much faster than your body can adjust, and it just messes things up. I just came back from a 24-hour a flight, and I'm telling you, I thought I was just under the weather. It, no matter what I had done, I thought I had done all the right things. I was really done in. So some of the symptoms of jet lag can be headache, disorientation, anxiety, exhaustion, indigestion, dehydration, and even impaired coordination, and our health expert, Heather, wants to tell us a little bit about what we can do while we're traveling, because none of these things are fun, are they, Heather? Exactly. So just as you're seeing, um, a lot of times when people say when they travel, they feel jet-lagged. And I have to say, just in general, anytime I travel on a plane, you're not even doing much. I feel exhausted when I get off. And some things um, with jet lag is it can cause you know, fatigue, insomnia, as well as anxiety, constipation, diarrhea, dehydration, headaches, irritability. And the main thing is sleep, how we feel so off. So what is it exactly? So the world consists of time zones. There's 24 hours of the day. Therefore, there's 24 different time zones each hour of the day. Um, it runs from the north, uh, the north to south drift, and they're approximately a thousand miles um, wide between each one. So, why exactly does this occur? So, jet lag is your body, oddly enough, is the body's a fascinating and fantastic thing. When we're sick, you know, all those antibiotics, our immune system goes to work, and that's why a lot of times we feel so exhausted when we're sick. Why we have muscle aches is our body is working on overload to try to make us better. So in reaction with the body and the mind, um, there's actually certain parts of the brain that um, allow, that kind of tell you it's nighttime, it's daytime, you know, time to get up, time to go to sleep. And there's a tiny part of our brain called the hypo, hypothalamus, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and it's kind of like our body's alarm clock, and it reacts differently um, to different things, you know, the hunger, uh, thirst, sleep especially, and especially regarding the jet lag. So um, there's certainly melatonin that in the daytime our body gets it, absorbs it from the sun, so we hold it in all day long, and our body, um, you know, our brain tells our body, okay, we're getting this nutrient, let's hold on to it, and then as soon as the sun sets, this thing kind of clicks on in our brain, and we perceive darkness, and then our yeah, brain it's just says... sort of the same kind of thing as like roosters crowing in the morning, right? I mean, to wake exactly, you up. Exactly, exactly. That's part of the circadian rhythm. You go to sleep when it's dark, and you wake up when it's light. Exactly. And our body, what our body does is that when all day, um, when we feel sunlight, we're absorbing all this and we're holding on to this melatonin. And then as soon as our body um, perceives darkness, that's when we release it and it's our body telling us, okay, it's nighttime, it's time to kind of start getting ready for bed. So why, you know, with all this, if it's just night and dark, why does this affect travel? And as you just probably experienced in flying um, to France, and I know I went to flying to Canada, how 
flying forever while we're leaving at sunset, and it seemed like we flew in sunset for hours. Right. Um, is when you're flying north to south in the same time zone, typically you'll experience um, fewer problems, actually, and it's because um, it always remains in the same place in the, um, that you've originated from. Um, that's why a lot of times, you know, just flying up the coast, they've actually said that people flying westward will experience um, less, uh, jet lag than people flying east. Although, um, I just want to say something. There have been some NASA studies on that because uh, that is sort of the the thought is that if you fly west, you're going to have less jet lag than flying east. And NASA has just concluded that it really doesn't matter which way you fly. You can still experience uh, jet lag, and what really is important is how you prepare yourself before you leave home with getting plenty of sleep and drinking lots of water and staying, you know, hydrated and stuff. And that's actually an excellent thing of talking. It's how we're seeing how your body, you know, you you think you're in control, but there's other aspects of your body that are in more control. And that's a great thing. If you know you're traveling somewhere where there's different time zones, you know how they say, and that you can even find this information out on your uh, on your cell phone. Oftentimes there'll be things that say world clock, and it will show you if it's, so-and-so time in California, it's this time in Tokyo. Find out where you're going and find out what, how further ahead or behind it is. That way you can prepare yourself. That similar is the greatest you, idea, and I can't believe I didn't do that. And I have that world Similar to you. I mean, we forget always, all these little gadgets we have on our phones. Exactly. And they're just, you know, for a lot of time, things you don't even think about. It's all of your body gets into rhythms. Starting this weekend, you know, people start in uh, November 7th. Uh, that you're going to turn the clock back an hour. Um, that's not everywhere. Places like Arizona don't observe the time difference. But have people always say, oh, you know, oh, I feel, I feel so tired because really it's, five o'clock or really it's later well our body gets used to eventually our body gets used to these new time systems moving clock forward moving clock back but usually those first couple days are you know you feel like you're getting an extra hour of sleep or you're losing an hour of sleep so it's the same thing a lot when you travel sometimes um, people will travel to places and they're up until all hours of the night because back where they're originated from you know it's only three o'clock in the afternoon so a good thing is when you're preparing yourself, if you're going to be taking a world travel or even just to another um, part of the United States, finding out the time difference there. If it's ahead, if it's behind, um, that way give yourself a couple days to prepare. You know, start maybe going to bed earlier or, you know, getting up later, whatever the time difference is so that your body eases into that. That I'm going to just break in for a second because we only have a couple minutes yeah, left, Heather. Yeah, please do. Um, because I just want to add a couple things to what you need to do is, like, reduce your stress. Stop all that running around. I'm really guilty of this. I work until the minute I leave for the airport. That is sets you up for jet lag. Uh, try to exercise a little bit more before you travel. Watch your diet and drink lots of water and really refrain from the alcohol before you go. And that's a really good thing is, I know we have to close up here, but when the biggest thing when people get on a flight, and especially long ones, they just want to subdue themselves. People want to drink alcohol. Alcohol is what's going to cause it's It's soaking out all the nutrition of your brain. So that's what causes when you get there, you're going to be more exhausted. That's where you're going to feel more run down. Just stay hydrated and sleep during it. Get up and walk, you know, to make keep the blood flowing. But try if you're in a long flight to refrain um, from alcohol because that's going to set you up from even more just, uh, 
disorientation. So just stay hi- hydrated with water and make sure, you know, you're, you're resting. And again, refrain, you know, from stressing yourself out about these things. And then also when you return home, allow yourself the ability to sleep. Oftentimes when people take a world travel, the first thing they get back, they need to unpack, they need to do this and that and that. Give yourself at least an extra day of just resting, of just letting your body now absorb back into the new time zone, back to your original zone. And so Heather, that, that is a really great trip uh, tip because I know so often when I travel and just like I was in Europe, you know, this week, I forget to put on my autoresponder of my email an extra day. I usually say the day I get back, and then I'm terribly jet-lagged and I can't respond to anybody anyway. So give out the website. There's lots of great tips that Heather always has. Just remember to, to try to sleep on the new schedule. Avoid the alcohol. Get some exercise. Exercise. Eat. You know, watch the sunlight. Uh, Take those you know, the little things you need with you, like the sleeping pillow and the iPads. All those things really, really help. So give out the website, Heather. Exactly. We want you to check out our website. Go to be the star you are dot org, be the star you are dot com, uh, carmineclutches dot com, both of the K, and myspace dot com forward slash carmineclutches, both of the K. And when we return from break, the internationally acclaimed literary talent. And number one, New York Times best-selling author Barbara Taylor Bradford joins us with her newest novel, Playing the Game. I love this book. Art, love, and intrigue await. Don't go away. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we will be right back with Barbara. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Thank you, all you stars out there who are listening to our show. We love having you with us, and we love the authors that we bring to you every week. Well, this week is such a treat. It's romance, it's murder, it's betrayal, it's power, it's beauty, it's secrets, it's money, it's art, it's sophistication. 
I mean, these are just some of the ingredients of Barbara Taylor Bradford's newest novel, Playing the Game. She has been published in over 90 countries, 40 languages, sales figures, excess of 82 million books. I mean, this is an author's dream. Awarded the Obie by Queen Elizabeth and a big one. She's married to the love of her life since 1963, dedicates all her books, 26 of them, I believe, to date now, to Bob. Her book we're talking about today is Playing the Game. Welcome, Barbara, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Oh, it's lovely to talk to you, Cynthia. Well, Barbara, you are such a star. What a fantastic new book that you have penned, Playing the Game. Well, actually, you've released two in just a couple of months, but we're going to focus on this one today. Art, the intrigue of art. Where did the idea for this come from? Well, you know, I always start with a person. I, I figure that if I've got, a, if I've got a, an interesting man or an, an interesting woman, usually, um, with a lot of troubles and a lot of problems, that makes for drama. And I started with Annette Remington and then said to myself, who is she? Where does she come from? And what's her problem? And which world does she occupy? And I chose the art world because it is full of beauty and glamour, but also criminality and a lot of intrigue. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it was fascinating to me that you were going to be on the show today because I just got back from Europe where I was in Holland and France. I was studying the old masters in Amsterdam at the Rijksmuseum and then Van Gogh and then the Impressionists and, um, and was spent a lot of time at Giverny with uh, Monet's, you know, gardens, etc. Yes, of course. But I never realized, and I know that you do so much research when you write every book, the impact of what they call in the art world wrong, which means forgery. I never realized there was such a big issue with this. Yes, and you see, when I was, I, I know a lot about art, which is one of the reasons I chose to put her in the art world, to put Annette in the art world. <clears throat> but I didn't know a lot of, I knew a lot of stuff about impressionists and great painters and old masters, but not about dealing, you know, every day as an art dealer, which she isn't really. She's an art consultant, but she does uh, sell and buy paintings for individual clients. But I discovered this language that they use, of course, when when something looks wrong, and they say it's wrong. They don't say it looks wrong. They say it's wrong. It's wrong. It means it's not right, and therefore it's a forgery. And then there's the whole thing with the word provenance. Yes, paint... and that was something else that you know. Until I read your book, I never. It never really crossed my mind that we really had to be able to trace. The, how to go backwards where the painting came from. Yes, you have, must have a provenance because the provenance, it tells the life story of the painting from the day, let's say it was a Renoir, for instance, or a Monet, since you were at Giverny, um, either one. You trace the painting from this moment in time, 2010, if you're about to buy it, and the provenance will tell you how the current owner got it, where he or she bought it from, all the way back to the day it left the studio of the artist, be it Monet or, 
or, of course, Renoir. And without that, you can't prove that the painting is real. And it appears that many, many savvy collectors, as well as dealers and galleries, have been duped over the years. Yes, and this that's is what's absolutely very right. intriguing, how you interwove all those scenarios into playing the game. Well, you know, I, I started to dig <laughs> once I started to research. As a former journalist, I, I know how to do that. And once I started to dig into the background of paintings and the art world itself and talk to people who are dealers, I began to understand how some painters, out-of-work painters today and perhaps in the past, were so talented they could really do incredible copies. Or what they often did was attempt to paint something that did not exist, a picture that did not exist, that they did from their imagination, painting it in the style of a Degas or a great painter, in the school, so that it looked as if it had been done that by that painter. But... Because it was out of the imagination of the the forger, nobody could say, oh, but I know that this painting's hanging in a museum. Right, so they were able to pass it off as a right or whoever it was. But, of course, um, in the story, Annette isn't really dealing with forgers, but she does come across some forgeries in in um, the process of representing somebody who has inherited a famous collection. And this is where a lot of the intrigue comes in, of course, and the the uh, mysteriousness and all well, of those I've things. I wondered very much, are your characters based on a compendium of real people that you've met or that you investigated? And especially the journalism part of you, I loved, of course, our very savvy journalist here. Did you, he had so much integrity, which many times journalists don't. Was this based on you at all? No, it wasn't. You're talking about Jack. I'm talking about Jack. Yes, Jack Chalmers. I love him. He's such a great, great character. Yeah, he is. And, um,. My my editor in London said, can we make him a bit n- untidy? He's so neat. And I said, no, he's based on a real man. And so she said, who? I said, well, as far as the neatness and tidiness is concerned and the good looks, my husband! <laughs> and we're not going to change Jack. And Jack I love it. So exactly it's, the way so he Jack is. is actually for Bob with your love, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, no, I don't base them on real people because, you know, if you do that, you find yourself writing about the real person. And when I, as a novelist, I'm creating a story, I have to play God. Yeah, I have to have people die or run away or commit a crime or fall in love or commit adultery or whatever. And you can't do that with somebody you know. I mean, you shouldn't do it, but and I don't, but although some people do. What about the character of Marius? He was a very complicated, secretive, high class, but you know, he has a second side to him. Oh, did this just come from your imagination after you had decided how Jack was going to be, how Annette was going to be? Well, I always knew that Marius would be a Svengali sort of character, Mm -hmm. very controlling of his wife. But, of course, 
since she is a Barbara Taylor Bradford protagonist, uh, she's not going to be that controlled because I don't write about well, you women. write about strong women. You know, we all yes. have these little idiosyncrasies, as we all do, but inevitably but, they're powerful, strong, and independent. That's right. So I made her all of those things, and yet at the same time, she is a bit manipulated by him because that is the way he is. And, of course, he knows her secrets. So she has to be very careful. But... No, you know, this is the odd thing. I knew he would be a Svengali. I knew he was going to be controlling. All of the things we read about him. But I didn't know until I got into the book that he had to have that other side, which you and I can't mention. No, we will not mention it. Because <laughs> we, we want everyone to go out and buy the book, playing the game. We're speaking with Barbara Taylor Bradford, who is the author of 26 books. She also, with her husband, has made numerous movies. Barbara, this is just amazing. All you, how many books of yours have been turned into movies or TV series or something? That is quite exceptional and so exciting. Yes, it is. But I, I actually didn't really have anything to do with the making of the movies, and the, the, there were many series or movies of the week. That was my husband. He had always been a movie producer all of his life, and uh, so um, we kind of had a family business. Let's say, do have well, you know, a family I, business. I, I, I mean, obviously, you and your husband are incredibly dedicated to each other, and I found that the attraction that Jack and Annette have for each other. It has to be based on the attraction that you and Bob have for each other. Yes, it's a little bit. You know, I don't mind writing bits about myself and about Bob, and I've written about my father and mother, but I don't go beyond that because right. I'm always because afraid of writing about friends, you know. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of your father and mother, you have said that your mother was a great influence to you, got you reading at a very young age. And we, we're, this show is brought to the airways from a literacy charity, Be the Star You Are, that empowers women, families, and youth. And I would just love you to share the, how it, important it was for you to learn to read and how it enhanced your writing ability. Well, she was a voracious reader. Um, she loved books, and she read a lot of books a week, you know, three or four. That was her great pleasure. So... She would read to me when I was small, and by the time I was four, she had taught me to read. When I went to kindergarten, I was the only child in my class who could read. I mean, not read all that well, but could certainly read better than anybody else who yes, couldn't read at all. Yes, taught children to read, you know, years ago. Now they started more earlier, you know, a little earlier on reading, but not, you know, not when we were growing up. You know what it is? I think in... Years ago, women were not as harassed as they are today. There are so many single mothers. There are so many mothers who have two jobs who just don't have the time to read to children, sadly. But, you know, it's a terrible thing when you think that so many people in this country can't read because it's almost like a death sentence if you can't read and you become an adult and you can't read because... How do you look after yourself? You can't. It's nope. impossible. You and I'm involved can. in a charity similar to yours called Literacy Partners in New York. And we, do, we open centers and teach people to read. And it's critical. It's critical. And it we have to get more books critical. to people because it's been identified that one of the reasons that people don't read is, is 
that they don't have access to books. So it's just it's so important that we have our libraries and we have charities that help people learn to read. Absolutely. So I honor you that you are out there doing it. Well, back to playing the game with our guest, Barbara Taylor Bradford, and this new novel about art and intrigue and romance and relationships. I also, her sister, I found it just very appealing how you made Lori a beautiful, strong woman who is in a wheelchair and how much they are, Annette and Lori are dedicated to one another. Yes, you know something, everybody seems to be touched by that. And I always knew that, I always knew Laurie would be there. Isn't it funny? Even when I'd um, started to think only about Annette and Marius and then Jack, um, I felt that she, I needed to show another side of her. And I thought, oh, yes, she has a sister she loves. And then, of course, I don't know how I knew to make her a paraplegic mm-hmm. and a beautiful woman. That was very important because sometimes... But a sexual woman. I think yes. that was very important, too, because I, it, it shed such a bright light on people everywhere around the world who have had some kind of accident or who were born with something where they have become uh, handicapped or, or, you know, confined in some way. I think you gave them legs. Yes. Yes, well, I'm glad you liked that relationship because it's very important in the book and very important to see the relationship between those sisters. And also, it was the time in the book, too, when Annette really stands up to her husband because she's going to support her sister regardless. Absolutely, and she's going to make sure that this interfering and controlling man does not interfere and control her sister. Exactly, who was already, you know, an adult. So now that these, your last two books have launched in the last couple of months Yes, one was a paperback, actually, of last year's hardcover, a paperback called Breaking the Rules. Right. So it was last year's book out in paperback, and then this is this year's book. This is yours. So you didn't have to do a rewrite for the paperback then? No, it just is just the book is is uh, redone as a paperback a year later. And that's part later. of the Emma Hart series. It's the seventh book, right, in the, in the series? Well, it's not really about that, but the, the family come into it, let's put it that way, um, is really about one of the descendants of Emma, and um, at first you don't know that because she strikes out on her own to make a life for herself and a career, but it does, it, it does come about that she is a, a descendant of Emma Hart from a woman of substance, of course. Right, right, which, again, most people probably saw a woman of substance uh, when it was the miniseries, which was a wonderful, wonderful uh, show. Now, are you already working on your next? book. Yes, I I'm, I've just came, like you, I just came back from Europe. Uh, the book was launched in England, this one, um, playing the game, and I was there and came back, and I'm writing a book now. I start in about a week. I've done the research, and it's a book about a lost letter, and when it shows up, it changes six people's lives, and it reveals a ter- that a terrible lie was told Ten years earlier. Oh, this sounds so it's wonderful. Full of intrigue, it's full of intrigue and That's mystery again. All your books have that element to it, and this is what we love about Barbara Taylor Bradford's stories and 
her characters are so well developed and and we we really can find ourselves in it you pick it up and it's their page turners you can't put them down well let's get people going to your website barbara barbara taylor bradford.com you can see her books her movies find out personal appearances pretty much everything that you have going and we should also tell our listeners that you have transplanted from England. You're in, you live in New York, so you, yes, you I've must lived like in New your... York a long time. Yes, and I love it. And I come to California a lot. One of my favorite states. I oh, love it there. Good. Love your sunshine. Oh, thank you. And we have lovely sunshine today. And well, you are sunshine, so it, I think you probably take it with you. Oh, but that's Barbara, lovely. It's been a pleasure to have you here on the show. Cynthia, thank you. This book is called Playing the Game, and as everyone knows, Barbara Taylor Bradford is the number one New York Times bestselling author. She's sold 82 million. It's probably more than that now. She's been translated into 40 languages. You're a big player out here, Barbara, and you're a (laughs) lovely person. So give a hug to that wonderful husband of yours, Bob, for me as well. I I say bravo to the two of you and all that you have accomplished. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for a lovely interview. You're a great interviewer, and star smiles to you. Star Smiles back. Thank you, Barbara. Go to BarbaraTaylorBradford.com. What a great fun this was. Well, when we return from break, we have more greatness for you. When William Gladstone joins us to talk about his newest book that he co-authored, as well as the upcoming world premiere of his movie, Tapping the Source. We are going for abundance and happiness, and we're going to use the master key system You are invited. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in a bit. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star you 
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you for staying with us. You're going to love this segment as we get in touch with the harmony, the happiness, and of course, abundance in our life. I just want to remind all of you that the 7th Annual Essay Contest has been launched. It's sponsored by U.S. Bank, and you can find out more information by going to bethestarur.org. You can win dollars, a guest appearance on this show, get published, get books, lots of other great prizes. And our topic for this year is actually ties right into what we're going to be talking about here shortly is how to create more abundance and happiness in your life through service to others. So go to be the star you are dot org. Well, using the master key system, which was first designed by Charles Hanel, and to, this is to get you abundance and happiness, Bill Gladstone, Richard Gunninger, and John Selby set out to write a new book called Tapping the Source to help everyone find more abundance and happiness. Well, the book is written. Bill, as you all will remember, is the mega best-selling author of the book, The Twelve, and now he's got a new movie as well called Tapping the Source with the world premiere that's happening next week. So welcome, Bill, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, thank you so much, Cynthia, and I want everyone listening to know that Cynthia is one of the stars of Tapping the Source, the movie. We have over 112 stars in our film, and it's probably the first film in history to have 112 stars, and everyone really is a star in the film. And that's part of the theme of the film, that everyone matters, everyone contributes. But we really did select some of the brightest and most interesting people, as well as wisest, and we asked all of them what was their source of personal happiness and how they connect to the source on a daily basis. And the answers that are revealed in the film Tapping the Source inspire, enlighten, and help everyone who views the film. The early uh, screen testings have been absolutely off the charts, so I want to thank Cynthia publicly for her participation in the film. And I also want to thank you, Cynthia, for uh, promoting last year The Twelve. I don't think I've given you an update. We're now in 23 languages with The Twelve, and of all the countries, the one where I think we've sold the most is China. We're over 55,000 copies just in Chinese. Oh, so it really is, is an international bestseller, and i you know, very grateful you were one of the first shows I was on with the novel The Twelve, and um, you know, thank you very much. Well, and I just appreciate it, too, and also, we, uh, I guess people will remember across the country, across the world, that the 12 last year actually sponsored our essay contest, so hopefully that gave you lots of exposure. Well, I'm, I'm sure that, that played a, a part in getting the word out, and, you know, we've had, you know, Carlos Santana and other famous people picked up copies, and I've just gotten so much fan mail on that novel, and we are still in development on the 
feature film for right. the 12, but that probably won't come out for another couple of years when you're dealing with a lot of actors and big budgets. It takes longer. But Tapping the Source, the book, is out now. It's in bookstores. It's all over the country. Barnes & Noble is featuring it on their new release table in every store. And it really is a book that will immediately help any reader manifest greater happiness and abundance after just a couple of hours of reading it and putting into practice what is really no more than a five-minute daily commitment. And I'm so proud of my co-author, John Selby. He's studied meditation and stress reduction techniques for 30 years at Princeton University, worked with some of the top corporations in the world. And, and he's he written really himself took, at, what, two dozen or more books, right? Oh, and he's, he's, his books have sold over a million copies. But what he really is an expert at, even more than writing about meditation, is teaching meditation. And there's a simple meditation technique that he's developed based on the work of Charles Hanel. Now, people don't know. I didn't even know who Charles Hanel was a year ago when I started this project. Right, I was and given, let's talk about it because it's so amazing. It is. So much and, of what this is, personal and growth he, movement is about is really based on his teachings. Absolutely. And his teachings are really based on universal truths from all cultures. He was a businessman in St. Louis heart of America. He was born into a very modest family. He had to start work when he was just a teenager. He worked in a frying pan factory. But through diligence and study, he learned these basic principles of manifestation. And by the time he was 40 years old, he was the president of several companies. He owned cattle ranches as far away as Mexico and California, gold mines, manufacturing plants in St. Louis, and was a pillar of the community. And when he first produced the Master Key System in 1909, he did not do it to make money, but to help other people. He already had his fortune. And he started providing it as a mail-order course. And one of the people that discovered it was Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill actually publicly has credited Charles Hanel and the Master Key System with being not just the inspiration, but the practical foundation for Think and Grow Rich and all of the, the subsequent writings of Napoleon Hill. Well, so, you know, one of the things that you, that you talk about in your book is what he said is if we wish to be of service to others, we must have power, but to get it, we must give it, and we must be of service. So he was, he all, he, what he wrote about is we can't give unless we get, we cannot be helpful unless we're strong. And I thought that was very, very important. So it wasn't just about thinking positive, it really was about being of service to others and helping other people get what they want. Terrible. In the middle of a radio, a live radio interview. Oh, my gosh. And you have so much going on. Did, I, did, I, I was cut off there for a second. No, you're here. You're okay, here. great. I wasn't able to hear you, though. Oh, you weren't. Okay. But, but that's okay. I'm not sure what you said, but... The, the... What, I, what I was saying is that he actually was, at least as far as we maybe know, one of the first persons who talked about the importance of helping other people get what they want. Because that's that paradox of life, is the more you give, the more you get. Absolutely. Well, this is really the the key point, and I'm not surprised that you would go directly to it. What people have been misguided from 
The Secret and other books, which you know had some positive things in it, but they didn't go into the details. They had this idea that the law of attraction was simply thinking about what you wanted and you would attract it to you. That's not, not oh. what Charles Hanel said. And The Secret actually acknowledges Charles Hanel as the source of the basic ideas in The Secret. But what we did with Tapping the Source was go back to the original writings and explore the depth of what Charles Hanel was saying. And what he was saying is that the true law of attraction is the law of love, which is exactly what you have said. It's through giving to others that you're going to attract back that same positive energy. And it's not like trading. It's not like I'm going to do this good deed and I'm going to get this in compensation. No, you give because it's in your nature to give, because it's in your higher self to be part of the collective whole and to be part of what Charles Nell called universal mind. Once you tap into that, which is why we call the book Tapping the Source, abundance will come to you. Now, it may not come to you in exactly the form that you were hoping in terms of your little ego. I mean, if you're you know, a car enthusiast and, and you know, the only thing that matters to you is getting that Ferrari, you may or may not get that Ferrari when it costs a couple hundred thousand dollars in this economy. But you are going to get something that is probably even more important to you. What that will be exactly is going to vary from individual to individual. But the principles are proven. And what we did, I also have a background as an anthropologist. I was trained at Harvard University. And I had studied many both primitive and exotic cultures. Which and I you went also back, talk about in your book, The Twelve. Yeah. And that's and what you drew your research in the from. film, Tapping the Source. And what I wanted to know was if these principles that Charles Hanel described at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century really work, they should work in all cultures and in all time. And, in fact, they do. They do. If you go back in other cultures, and, of course, they're, they're, they're presented differently, the basic underlying principle of manifestation is the same in all times and in all cultures. Well, and I think it's very critical what, what you write in the book, Tapping the Source, is that the law of, the tra- of attraction is the law of love. And love and attraction are one and the same. And the opposite of love is fear. Mm-hmm. So we really need to eliminate the fears that we have. And something that you do focus on in the, in the book is you do get what you focus on. So if you spend all your time worrying about what you don't have, you're just going to have more of what you don't have. And the most important way to success is through service. Absolutely. And the other thing is that there, there's simple things. I mean, if you are always looking at the 1% that is less than perfect, you're going to surround yourself with negativity. You can be in a situation where almost everything in your life is wonderful, but you focus or choose to focus on the 1% that isn't. We all are going to have on a daily basis certain moments that are less than perfect. It's the nature of being human. But it's how we respond to those moments that determines ultimately our level of personal happiness. And so, we always have a choice. And, that and we is- always have a choice, which is why we call the meditation technique that we've developed, that John really has developed, focus phrases. And the first and one it's is just, just so easy. It's yeah. only a couple of minutes a day. Yeah. And it works. I mean, this is what's incredible. It really works. We've had hundreds of people using these focus phrases and remarkable change, not necessarily instantaneously. It does take a couple of weeks. But given you know, what the stakes are, a couple of weeks is nothing. Well, you know, and let's just go to what there are seven uh, focus mm-hmm. phrases, which are all described in the book. And when you hear them, they, they're just very simple things. And what uh, Bill and Richard and John have done, have delineated is how you really incorporate these into your life. 
So they become part of who you are. So the first one is I choose to focus enjoyably inward, which is always key because the source is inside. It's nothing outside Mm -hmm. of us. My and it's also key that the spirit. other key word there is enjoyably. The true nature of consciousness is joy. We were not created <laughs> separate from our creator. And the creator is in a state of constant joy. All of life is joyful. And so your true standing state, if you will, is one of perfect joy. Most people lose that state, lose that awareness. So it's just this, the reality is, if you just did this one 30-second focus phrase, you probably would start living a happier life immediately. And, you know, this is what everybody wants is to be happy. We're talking to William Gladstone. We call him Bill. He's one of the co-authors of Tapping the Source, and he is the star, the major star of the new movie Tapping the Source, which is having its world premiere next week in Los Angeles. And you can go to the website because everyone could be invited if you want to come and buy tickets. If you go to tappingthesourcebook.com, or they can go to the Agape, uh, what was that one, Agape, let's see. Hold on a second, I've got it somewhere. Wait a minute, I've got it right (laughs) here, it's just I didn't see it. Agapelive.com, that's A-G-A-P-E-L-I-V-E.com. And you can buy tickets, and you can meet so many people. We have over 40 of the stars of the film are going to be there for question and answer after Right, the I was film. just going to say, can we mention a few of the names? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Neil Michael Donald Walsh, Walsh will be there. He's going to be hosting it. You'll be there. Neil Donald Walsh is going to be there. Uh, Kathy Lee Crosby, Mark Victor Hansen. Is Barbara Mack Mar- Mariel Hemingway. Oh, Mariel Monique, Hemingway will be there. Monique Coleman from High School Musical, Barbara Marks Hubbard. Um, and, you know, the list goes on and on. Bob Proctor will be there, um, Bernie Dorman of CEO Space. So, we, yeah, we and just Cynthia have And Cynthia Bryan will be there. And Cynthia Bryan. It's worth coming just to hear Cynthia Bryan. Absolutely. Everybody and, and come and, and, you know, talk live to, to buy your tickets because this is a <laughs> and benefit. And all the co-authors will be there, too, yeah. right, Richard the other thing and John? I mention, all of the proceeds go to Agape. This is a benefit uh, premiere, and so all of the monies that are uh, – and you can also buy books and DVDs and things there – but all the monies generated from the event will go to Agape. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful organization if you're not familiar with Agape. Right. Just go to the website, agapelive.com. But, again, you can find out all the information about uh, the new book, Tapping the Source, at tappingthesourcebook.com. Well, getting back and, to well, And just one other website I do source. want to mention because we just launched it today. Oh, <laughs> you have a new one? TappingTheSourceMovie.com is now set up to take orders. We won't be able to actually start shipping till Monday the 15th, but we are able to take orders now, and so you can go and be one of the first to get the film. And I have to tell you, everyone in the focus groups that has seen this film, we've had people cry, laugh. It's, it's just an amazing film, and I've now seen it eight times, and every time I see it, I learn something new. It's, it's really, Bill, you know, I can't believe... Bill, is the movie believe. going to be in theaters or only available on DVD? Well, initially, it's only going to be in stores. We do have uh, Beyond Words, which is the company that distributed The Secret, distributing our film, Tapping the Source, and all the venues that carry video. We will also be online um, you know, through our websites and also with downloads. And, it's very, and we're, we're talking with a number of companies that will also you know, put it for downloads on their websites. And then eventually, but you know, probably not until next year, it will be on Netflix and it will be at Amazon and you know, it will be at you know, every place where you can get DVDs. 
Well, I like that the tagline is it's not just a movie, but it's the beginning of a movement, which how better could it become if, you know, if everyone would start tapping into their source? What a happier, more peaceful world we'd be because people would be living their dreams and they would be, you know, what I call being the stars they are. I mean, doing what they really love. Well, absolutely. One of the things that's unique about this film, Tapping the Source, is that everyone who participated in this film did so because they had something they wanted to share. No one in this film was paid. No one was permitted to sell anything while they were, you know, in the film or push any idea or ideology. And it really was, we went back and stayed very faithful to the core ideas of Charles and Hell. We organized the film around 12 of his most important sayings and, and pieces of wisdom. And we explored challenges. We have people in the film who have lost arms and legs and they're still performing as musicians. We have people who lost everything, people who were raped and overcame all these challenges. We have business leaders, billionaires, millionaires. We have some very successful actors and actresses. We have scientists and world leaders. And we've found a way to link all of these people together in a single film that really exposes the true nature of reality. One of my favorite people in the film is Danny and Brinkley, who's had three near-death experiences. Yes, I mean, he's quite renowned. And, you know, I've had a near-death experience, which I did describe a little bit through my fictional character, Max Duff, right, in the in novel The Twelve. Twelve. And so we really, uh, sort of at the, it's sort of subtle, but some of the wisdom that Danian shares is echoed in other people's comments. And there really is a unified theme and message. And, of course, I don't want to give it all away, but the, the bottom line is every single person has within them the ability to make this a better world and to do so immediately and without sacrificing their own personal joy. In fact, it's the opposite. It's what yeah. you said before. The more you can be of service to others, the happier you're going to be. Of course, you have to take care of your health, and we talk about health, and you have to take care of your own personal financial well-being. But once you've covered those basics, giving has proven from these 112 people that we interviewed to be the greatest source of happiness for the majority of people. I 100% I, I agree with you. I've always said that that is the great paradox of life. The more you give, the more you get. And being of service to others, we serve ourselves when you don't even plan on it. Well, Bill, and, let's give out the websites one more time because we're out of time, but I'm going to see you on the red carpet next week. We're going to wow the world. I am so excited about this. Go to tappingthesourcemovie.com. From there, you can also get to tappingthesourcebook.com, and you can buy tickets if you're going to be in the L.A. area on November 12th, you could buy tickets at agapilive.com. Come and meet all the stars of the movie Tapping the Source and get to meet Bill. Bill, you're just amazing. I'm just so happy to be part of your galaxy. Thank you for being part of our Milky Way here, Tapping the Source. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cynthia. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and enjoys this summer in November. <laughs> I love it. It is a beautiful, beautiful day here. Well, we'll see you next week. Tapping the Source, that was Bill Gladstone. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We hope you tap in to your source, your dreams, your power. You have the ability and the responsibility. And until we celebrate next week, remember 
to have star smiles and be the star you are. Until next week, I'm Cynthia Bryan. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for being part of our star galaxy on today's episode of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We hope you've enjoyed the commentary and are motivated to dream big, overcome obstacles, and realize your potential. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. Join our power party next week right here on World Talk Radio as Cynthia Bryan, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers of the planet pump up the energy with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until then... Be the star you are. You are the star. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.